Newspapers tucked under her arm, Janice turned the key and opened the door to Aunt Sarah's cottage. She took a step in. The screen door slammed behind her. Hand over her mouth and nose to try to keep out the nasty smell, Janice ventured a bit further into the steaming house. Three huge, fiery blue flies in attack mode made straight for her. The newspapers fell. She left them in the middle of the kitchen floor and backed out of the house, managing to pull close the front door behind her, but not bothering to lock it. She gulped air that before had seemed heavy, but now seemed fresh and light. Coughing and trying not to stumble, she made her way through Aunt Sarah's weeds and across the neatly mowed Sangroff lawn. She pushed the doorbell and Marge was right there, inviting her in. Janice hesitated, remembering she hadn't locked the cottage door. But the air-conditioned coolness drew her in. She followed Marge, dressed in a blue t-shirt and jeans that seemed too young for her age, into the living room. "'I was just in Aunt Sarah's house,' Janice said. Something's wrong. It smells terrible. I couldn't go in very far. She left out the part about the big flies. That probably had nothing to do with anything. Marge got Janice to sit down on the sofa across from the TV. She offered water, juice, soda pop. Janice's stomach was wrenching. She said she didn't want anything. Let me get you some nice ice-cold water anyway, Marge said, going into the kitchen. Janice was vaguely aware of the sound of ice plopping into a glass, followed by water from the fridge, not the faucet. The smell at Aunt Sarah's. What was it? Food gone bad? A lot of food gone bad. Would Aunt Sarah have left that much food out in the summer heat? Possible. With Aunt Sarah, you never knew. She may have started to think about one of her deep philosophies and just forgotten to put the food away. Marge was back. She handed Janice a glass of water. Just take small sips when you feel like it. Marge said. Janice took the glass, held it to her lips, but didn't drink. Its iciness made her feel better. When you're ready, maybe me and you could go back over there, Marge said. I don't want to go back in there with that smell, and I don't think you could take it either. Marge sat down beside her, took a tissue from her jeans pocket, and twisted it between her knobby fingers. You think we ought to call someone? Who? Fire department? Ambulance? The house isn't on fire, and I don't know if anyone's in there, if there's any reason to call an ambulance. Well, something's not right, hon. How about the police? 911? Not sure it's an emergency, dear. How about I just call the regular police number? Janice agreed. While Marge phoned the police, Janice used her cell to call the babysitter, asked if she could stay until Rick got home, sighed in relief when the sitter said yes. Janice disconnected and dropped the phone back in her purse. Marge was off the phone, too. What do you think happened? She asked Marge. Well, like I said, I haven't seen your aunt for a few days. Saw her walking on her way somewhere Monday morning, but never after that. Didn't think anything of it, though maybe I should have. Marge stared at the blank TV screen. I wouldn't have thought anything of it either. The way she stays to herself. We keep inviting her over, but she never comes. We'd be happy to pick her up at the Metro, Janice said thinking that Aunt Sarah never invited them over either, not the whole family. Sometimes Janice would bring John and Courtney to see her, even though Courtney said she was scared of Aunt Sarah. Janice thought it only right that they should visit with her great-aunt. When the kids came, Aunt Sarah always gave them Hershey bars, even though Janice protested that the candy wasn't good for their teeth. Of course, she had liked the Hershey bars fine when she was a child. Hershey bars were the only reason she and Barbara didn't complain when their parents took them to see Aunt Sarah and Uncle Harry. On those visits, she and Barbara would hardly talk to their aunt and uncle, who, at the rare times when they addressed them directly, always asked questions that children couldn't answer. 
but on the way home, they would munch on their Hershey's. Janice remembered how she always let the chocolate melt in her mouth slowly so she could enjoy it longer. Her parents never objected. They weren't worried about teeth back then. Marge was quiet again, twisting the tissue so you'd think it would tear, then quickly, like she didn't want Janice to see, dabbing it to her eyes. Janice took a sip of water. She thought about turning on the TV. Maybe there was some news on. Soaps or talk shows, even, where the wife had left her husband for her female lover or something equally bizarre. But before she could suggest it, they heard the sirens. So quick, even though they hadn't called 911. As the wailing came closer, Marge got up, opened the door, looked out. I don't see them, she said, but sounds like they're close. Jenna sipped more water. Then she put the glass down on the coffee table, stood up, and looked out the picture window. Nothing to see, though the sirens sounded like they were almost on top of them. I see them coming down the street, Marge said, and went out the door.